0: Got friends, only talk business. I got expensive. Is expensive. I got expensive, is expensive. And welcome back to, to Freight Waves Live at home. It's put that coffee down time. It's the freight sell show for closers. My name's Kevin Hill here with Richie Daigle. Yeah. And we have a fun show for you today. We have a couple great interviews. Uh, Scott uh, Bargon uh, from Salesforce and Mustafa Azizi from Zoom Transportation will be joining us in, in just a few minutes. Uh, but it's been a, a great t- two days or a day in that morning. Uh, so for a great fireside chat to, to start off the day with our, our very own George Abernathy and Derek Leathers, the uh, chairman now and CEO of Warner.
1: Great conversation to start the day off what better way to start off on wednesday right
0: i know it's thursday Richie. it is thursday
1: it yeah. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs>
0: we're off
1: to a good start now you gotta get some more coffee
0: i know i know and thank you again to salesforce for for sponsoring put that coffee down during fruit waves live at home and talking about salesforce it's the num- world's number one customer relationship management platform we help your marketing sales commerce service and it teams work as one from anywhere, so you can keep your customers very happy. With Customer 360, your employees can focus on what's important right now, stabilizing your business, reopening and getting back to delivering exceptional customer experiences. It is, it really is what it's all about. We were talking with Scott uh, just before we went live. Uh, He'll be joining us here in in a couple of minutes. But we talked about Final Mile and and being at home and buying stuff and uh, cardboard footprints uh, that that, (laughs) that we all have. You know, Richie just had to to get another recycling bin uh, from the city of Chattanooga.
1: Guilty. Yeah, (laughs) totally guilty. And part of that might be because we, you know, we welcomed a little one into the world. And you know when you bring a baby into the world, you have to buy things for that, but we're certainly buying other things too. And uh, I think that's, that's the trend that we've been seeing. I don't think I'm alone in being at home and buying stuff off the internet. I don't think I'm the only
0: one. I don't think you are, because I am guilty of that as, as well. But speaking of buying things off the internet, and getting things delivered at home, it's time to give away something else on the show. Let's do it. Let's- Another trigger grill. We gave away a Traeger Grill at the beginning of the show yesterday. We're going to do it again. We're going to give away a Sonos Home Entertainment Center at the end of the show. So, drum roll here. Here
1: it is. I have
0: no rhythm. Uh, Premier (laughs) National Transport, uh, Gabriel Scott, uh, the business development manager there. Gabriel wins a a Traeger Grill. Awesome. I I know. Very exciting. Good food on the way. Yes. (laughs) So let's talk about buying things at home. We we talked about you know things that that you buy get shipped. They get put on the boat if, the, if it's from overseas, right? And we have a sonar chart right here that that we'll dive into that kind of shows that. Richie, explain it.
1: Yeah, and you know this is something that makes sense conceptually, but I think it takes on a whole nother meaning when you can see it in the data, right? And um, everybody kind of knows that travel stopped as a result of the pandemic. People weren't going to Disney World or Europe as much. People weren't going to sporting games and and going out and spending money in those areas, but people were still spending their money. They're just spending it on stuff online, right? So we can kind of understand that conceptually, but here we can see it play out in the data. And what we see in the blue line is personal consumption expenditures on durable goods. In other words, stuff being bought. Right. Mm -hmm. People buying stuff. And you can see that historically there's been a slight increase year over year, very steady, predictable line up until the pandemic. And then we see this sort of tsunami effect where there's this big dip and then it's followed by a tidal wave. And we're essentially looking at four or five years of growth in personal consumption expenditures condensed into a year, right? And then the green line, uh, what we're looking at is import volumes coming into the US. And so you can see how, again, since the onset of the pandemic, as people are buying more things, it's resulting in import volumes going up. Those things have to get into the country. And a lot of that stuff is being imported. And that has ramifications and downstream effects into truckload, into intermodal, into you know, available capacity and so forth. and. Uh, so yeah, you know it's it's a whole nother gravity when it when you can see it in the data.
0: It really is, and and what's what's really interesting too is that that blue line, the uh, the durable goods, that's huge growth. It condensed massive. in a massive growth condensed in a very short window of time. And I think we ran the numbers. We had the a similar chart on a couple weeks ago on our episode, and uh, and it was like twenty five percent growth or twenty percent growth. It was just something massive packed into about five months.
1: Yeah, it was essentially what would normally take place in a four or five year time span, mm-hmm. just got slammed into 12 months or less.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk to, talk about these trends and also trends from, from working at home and, and activity on Salesforce with Scott Bargond. He's the area vice president for travel, transportation, hospitality at Salesforce. Welcome to the show, Scott.
2: Thank you guys, Kevin, Richie, pleasure to be with you this morning.
0: Pleasure having you here, Scott. Why don't we start off with a a brief introduction
2: of of yourself and what you do for Salesforce? Sure, so as you've noted, my name is Scott Bargon. I'm a vice president here at Salesforce and I'm responsible for our travel, transportation, and hospitality business here in the United States. And it's my pleasure to represent our number one platform for maintaining and managing fantastic relationships on behalf of so many great customers across transportation and logistics.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, let's uh, start off with, um, with with Customer 360.
2: Can you explain Customer 360 to our, to our audience out there? Sure. So what we do for, on behalf of so many of our customers is we give them a unified platform by which they can help introduce themselves to new customers, track and manage those relationships through to revenue growth, whether that be from leads to opportunities to contracts to contract management, all the way through to how do that connects with all of the great service channels that they aim to present to our customers to help them through the delivery of their service, all the way through to the operational back office side of being able to compare shipments against actuals and bring that all the way back to making sure that they're delivering and delighting every one of their customers across every touch point. And we do that all on one unified platform that we call Customer 360. Uh-
1: it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And you know, since the onset of the pandemic, there's been a lot of shifting in how people are working. You know, a lot, there's been this huge movement to work from home, um, and then those people that are remaining in the office, those conditions are also changing. What have you noticed in how users are utilizing the tools and, and solutions in Salesforce? Are there certain things that are being used less, and other you know tools and solutions yeah. that are being used more? What kind of shifts in uh, in the usage have you noticed?
2: Well, first and foremost, Richie, like you couldn't be more right. Like there are so many different trends that we've seen as we've changed the modality of how and where people use our platform. You know, first and foremost, we've seen an explosion of usage, um, which obviously is great because that means customers are getting great value. Out of continuing to really reap the benefits of managing the details and personalizing their engagements. You know, one of the biggest things we've seen is that, especially for those like myself, who've got my six-year-old and 12-year-old here at home learning from home, um, that there's been this change of productivity. You and I were talking before the show started. There's been some interesting studies about productivity and how we're now jammed with all of these meetings back to back, which in some cases doesn't allow us the time to prep and also doesn't give us some of the time for that interrupted moment of uninterrupted thinking time to research and get coaching. And so a lot of what we've seen customers come to us with is one, hey, I've got these different modalities and people aren't able to look over the cube and ask a question. So how can you help tie us together? How can you give us messaging channels so I can get to the person to ask that perhaps offhanded question? Um, In some cases, we're seeing uh, changes in labor levels. So which means we've got to introduce different types of automation. We've seen a lot of people asking about things like chatbots simply because there's not enough people to pick up the phone right now because there's such an explosion, you know, to our respective cardboard footprints. Um, People have more questions than they ever did. And as a result, I don't have enough staff for that. So I've got to automate certain things like self-service or chatbots. And then lastly, we've seen a lot of people asking questions about coaching. So, If I'm not there to listen over the cube to a particular customer service call, how do I give my associate really great feedback on, hey, you did that really well, or hey, here's an opportunity to bring in perhaps another service that we offer. And so we've been talking a lot and innovating here at Salesforce on how do we use the digital tools we have to automate as well as provide better coaching, because it's just different than what we were doing when we were all in the office together.
0: It is. It's much different. It takes takes a, a lot of time to get used to. I, I basically have basically been in yeah. the office since since the pandemic, but everyone else has gone home, and uh, and there's a lot of video meetings. So there's a lot of that uh, going on. And we were talking about carbon or cardboard footprints and, and, and final mile uh, before we jumped on 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 the show here. Yeah. What are you seeing on your customers that, or in the e-commerce business or in the final mile? Uh, how is that trending? How are they using tools to, to become more productive?
2: Yeah. yeah, so first and foremost, as you all spoke about some stats, I pulled some of my own um, as you all were introing. We saw a 50% jump. I mean, Richie you talked about it. Like in five months, we collapsed so many years of growth. Um, a 50% jump to $1.1 trillion of holiday spending over the end of last year, which is enormous, which is putting just such a tremendous pressure clearly on so many of our customers across the supply chain to be able to keep up, whether it is you know getting things from the port onto respective intermodal, how do we then get it all the way through the last mile? What it's putting pressure on is that we've got now one, a more of an interested shop from home. And so that often means that all of these digital channels have to step up. And in many cases, you know, and I think this is true for everyone, is that we collapsed months and years of digital transformation, i.e. digitizing and improving how we take what makes our businesses unique online faster than anyone could have imagined. So which has driven, and you all may have seen in our earnings, we've had a phenomenal year. And to that extent, it's been in places like you noted Sonos wonderful customer of Salesforce, and that's someone who completely digitized and reimagined how they enable shopping from home. And that scans from all the way of how does the buying experience work online, through the service experience, through the delivery experience, and working with great partners that likely are tuning in this morning. And so we're seeing a tremendous amount of investment in making sure how we all showed up in person is not only brought online, but reimagined online, which is actually one of the biggest things I coach my customers on, is that bringing your differentiation to digital is not lifting and shifting. It is truly using those great opportunities to reimagine and improve and thus hopefully differentiate how you show up to your customers accordingly.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. and you know it seems like the whole industry and market has just been put on fast forward. Right. Everybody's buying more stuff. Uh, Everybody's having to adapt and grow more quickly um, and and change a lot quicker and so forth. Um, And I guess where I'm going with that is there's so much tech coming at people. There's so many solutions. And I think it's easy for a lot of companies to kind of suffer from the paralysis by analysis or, oh, look, we just bought every single tool that's imaginable. We're equipped but they don't really have a good plan in place for exactly what they're gonna use and how they're gonna m- build real efficiencies and enact change with those tools. Maybe you could walk through you know, some of your process, because I know that you all have a lot of solutions to offer on how you sure. can help companies you know, identify which tools and solutions are, more, are most impactful and what that process is for making sure that they're equipped with what they need.
2: Sure, sure. And and you're right, Richie. Like We have a ton to offer to customers and we're proud that so many within the transportation logistics space have trusted us to help them through this journey. And that's, in fact, truly what it is. And I think the first thing that I just want to underscore is that this is not a one and done type of exercise. This is something that is an ongoing maturity that each and every customer has to figure out what's meaningful to them and most importantly, what is important to their customers. And that actually starts, you're probably gonna be surprised I go here, it starts with the associate. It doesn't necessarily even start with the end customer is because for so much of, and I I learned this really from Bill Marriott and our relationship with Marriott International. And his old saying is, if I take care of the associate, they'll take care of my guest. And I think that transcends to every market that we're in is when we equip employees with great tools, that allow them to really shine when they engage with their consumer, we all win. Now, that starts again by understanding where our employees are. What are the actual steps? And I do this a lot, we do you know, journey mapping. Like what is exactly the thing that you or your associates or teams do to support a customer in key situations so that we understand where are those pressure points? Where are things that often the best ideas come from our associates? because they're the ones on the front lines making the magic happen. Whether that is, how do I go into a contract meeting and really know where this customer has been? What shipments have I actually done before I go renegotiate? And then could be also on the service side, could be equally on the delivery and operation side. How do I use the data, listen to the data to tell me as well as what do these individuals see? And so we walk through that process very intently from a very human-centered way. Then beyond that, it's what is going to serve for us to make sure that we're consistent. Um, not sure if you've all ever read any of the books by Matt Dixon. Uh, Matt's the author of The Challenger Sale. He also wrote a great book called The Effortless Experience. And one of the premises of Matt's book is that customers actually, and this may surprise you, um, are by and large not looking for that moonshot moment. They're not expecting, proverbially, the publisher's clearinghouse check to show up one day they are at the same time, they just want you to be consistent. They wanna know that the easy things can get done. And so that's the next place we start is how do we make sure that you're phenomenal at the basics? How do I make it easy to get my information? How do I make sure the person I talk to knows who I am and knows what I've done with you or what kind of customer I am? Or similarly, did that company listen when I told them to do or not do something? Um, And then last but not least, we coach them through differentiation. You know, especially in the transportation and logistics space, we all offer, in many cases, similar services, different portfolios for sure, different levels of technology and automation. But at the same time, what serves to help you differentiate? And in many cases, it comes down to A, things that allow for us to grab share of wallet. So, how do I demonstrate all the things I can do for you? Similarly, how do I do that in a self service way such that I can truly scale?
0: Yeah, I think that's a common theme that that we get from from all technology. Uh, we do a lot of freight tech here. The, the the you know yesterday and today we have about twenty demos of freight tech companies. We talked to mm-hmm. to a lot of freight tech uh, people, and it's really all about driving driving results to the bottom line. Right, it's that's it's helping deep. all stakeholders in a business uh, make better decisions to to make better decisions, be more productive. And create sales, and uh, and that's exactly the the point that you just uh, drove home, uh, with us, Scott. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us. How does people how do people reach out and
2: learn and maybe contact you directly, maybe on LinkedIn? Sure, sure. So first and foremost, I want to thank you both. This is a exciting forum to be part of, and Salesforce is is truly blessed to have the opportunity to work with you and your customers. Um, feel free to reach out to me, Scott Bargon, on LinkedIn. Happy to connect you with any of our colleagues worldwide that support the transportation and logistics space. Uh, and with that, again, thank you for the opportunity, guys. Thank you, thanks, thank Scott. you very much, Scott. Been a pleasure. Has been a pleasure.
0: Good conversation. Uh, a re- good conversation. Great guy. Uh, and, you know, thanks again for for Scott to to come on. And now we're going to talk. Uh, we're switch gears a little bit. Talk a little bit more technology with uh, Zoom Transportation and Mustafa Azizi the founder and CEO at Zoom. How are you doing today, Mustafa? Good morning, sir. I'm doing wonderful, how are you? I'm doing great, I am doing great. As always, it's good to see you again. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, real quickly to, to our audience?
3: yeah my name is uh, mustafa azizi um i'm the ceo and co-founder of zoom transportation uh we're a digital freight brokerage but we also do a second thing which is we offer our software to other stakeholders in the industry
0: right so uh, let's talk about your software um and, and talk about uh, about what you're doing over at zoom
3: yeah so you know last time i came on your show I think I let you down a little bit because uh, no. you like it when you bring props and I brought a tech demo, but that wasn't enough for you. <laughs> so you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make up for it today. So a lot of people, when we run into them, uh, they look at our technology and versus our funding, and they're like, how did you guys do that? That's like the cleanest platform I've seen. And then um, so today I wanted to show you when we write, those millions of lines of code, and you get what you see at the end in terms of a platform, how we do that. So I brought the machine that we write the code on, and I'm gonna share it here with you. Here's your baby right here. This is the secret to all our technology.
0: So so what are we looking at there, Mustafa? I I have a very small monitor here, and uh, is that a
3: 1929 Royal typewriter, bro? (laughs) I
0: I was thinking it was, but it's like, oh, it can't be. Is that a Corona? Did you say or a
1: (laughs) whose job is it to to to, 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 to... (laughs)
0: typewriter? He's got somebody
1: somebody in there typing code on the typewriter.
3: I I know.
0: (laughs) Is that a Corona? Yeah, uh,
3: it's a Royal. You know what's funny is. Technically, you could, like, if you look at a line of code, it's just uh, uh, letters and characters. So technically, you could probably write the code on this thing. It's about how you code, not what you code on what.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It definitely is. So I, I think you have a couple couple slides here. Is that right? Yeah, we have yeah. some more uh, illustrations. Let, let's throw up the, the first slide and, and see what we're looking at.
3: Yeah, so ultimately, uh, we have two business models, right? One is to facilitate capacity through our digital brokerage. The second one is to manage that capacity through our software. And uh, we offer software for shippers, trucking companies, and freight brokers. But what's really important is alignment and our mission. Our true North Star metric at Zoom is uh, shipments because if you get enough shipments into the system you get to critical mass and then when you get to critical mass you can do really neat things but ultimately our larger why at zoom is our project 72 and Project 72 is the number of humanitarianism, if you Google it, and the number, it symbolizes the number of philanthropy, tolerance, intuition, idealism, and essentially like giving back to society. Um, In a way, when I watch Freight Waves a lot, I feel like that's your guys' mission is to help the industry. Um, And I know Craig's family came from the trucking background, so he wants to give back as a legacy. And that's ultimately our thing when we go help customers and try to align our future employees. Yeah, so those are what you saw in front of you are are six pillars. Our main one is defragmentation. But lately, we've been really focused on the Heal the Ozone program as well. And actually, um, one thing I did want to tap on... Uh, I think the while we talk about like this revolution in technology, the most important thing in our industry is um, acquiring and retaining talent. That is the secret that makes any company move forward. So it's really important to make sure that our future like employees don't only fall in love with the technology, but it also helps them with work-life balance and they don't feel like they're a broker or a shipper in the rat race forever.
0: Yeah, that's very important. I- it really is. Project 72 has uh, great insights, especially on the humanitarian and, and carbon ozone side of it. Uh, let's talk, you, you mentioned critical critical mass a while ago. Uh, can you explain that a little bit more? Because, I mean, you have to you have to have the, the volume of data, uh, volume of shipments that, to hit that critical mass and how important that is.
3: Yeah, we, we hit on it a little bit last time when we were talking, but essentially... If you want to uh, reduce your carbon footprint, or you want to lower your freight expenses, or you want to keep a trucking company dedicated to your facilities as a manufacturer, or you want to keep your employees happy, you got to have a certain number of loads in the system and a point of critical mass. Um, Our larger thesis, ultimately, is if we get enough traction and we get enough loads in the system then everything will kind of click in place but the problem is even if you look at the largest brokerage or logistics company or manufacturer, they can not get critical mass to have the front haul and the back haul for all the trucking companies to keep them moving. So that's why we came up with our second business model, which is our software. And by doing that, um, we can actually get multiple stakeholders that are competitors on the same platform working towards one common goal.
0: Yeah. So. Uh that makes perfect sense you know you have that credit, is, I, I think it's the holy grail maybe uh, of, of <laughs> yeah. trucking really is, is having enough data to to be able to match that that front or that head haul and back haul right and and to utilize yeah. assets to price efficiently it is it is really tough to 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 do because of the fragmentation you're talking about defragmentation and that's what it will take is is consolidation of of all those routes all of that data which is a huge task. Um, Mustafa, uh, I, I guess my question would be, um, how are you doing with that? I'll be, it's, I'll hard. Be, um,
3: it's hard because, uh, number one, you have to cons- uh convince a lot of manufacturers and competitors to work towards one common goal, and it's not in their nature to do that. But a lot of people in the industry um, see the value in that. Half the people are going to be like, no, we're going to build a company by ourselves and get our own critical mass. But we're more of an open source company where we believe in the law of synergy, where one plus one equals three. Um, uh, one way that we've been really able to do it is through our software. Given that we share our most secret prized value thing, which is our software with our competitors, a lot of, uh, like you could see here, this is a version of Zoom, white-labeled to another company. So essentially, it's really important to white label for them because when you roll out a software in an organization, a lot of the employees already don't want to use it because it's something new. But when it's their company branding, then they feel a little bit more attached to it and it helps us walk towards that plight. Um, more importantly, I'm talking to some of the largest uh, logistics companies, not only in the US, but in the world. And they're pushing me to um, build a consortium outside of Zoom where the brokers can all be stakeholders and own this platform and work together towards that continuous movement. Um, a good analogy of our software, the other day I was thinking about it. Imagine if Lyft went to all the yellow cab companies, right? And said, hey man, you know those other rideshare platforms that try to fragment our industry? I'm actually not doing that. I'm going to share my software with you, white label it to yellow cab. And then if you need rides or I need rides, we can play in each other's marketplace. That's, That's a sucks. good analogy.
0: That, that is Mustafa. a really good analogy. Thank you so much for, for your time today, Mustafa. Uh, always, always a pleasure to see you. We'll have you back on another episode of Put That Coffee Down soon. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot.
3: You guys are doing great things.
0: You too. You too. You're doing great things too. So, good all, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. You know, who thought that all of this code was produced on a royal typewriter? I
1: know. Well, I love the thought of uh, uh, organizing around common goals where everybody's winning, right? And I, I think that's achievable, uh, but difficult. And so uh, good to see that he's moving in
0: that direction. It, it definitely is. Let's give away a Sonos Home Entertainment Center. Let's do it. A Salesforce customer. Let's do yes, it. Yes, let, let's do it. So, here we go. It is Jeff Ostrom, account executive at LoadSmart. Congratulations! Congratulations! congratulations. Things Lodesmart, will be a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim <laughs> Nicholson from uh, LoadSmart is is doing a chat here in, in a couple sessions with our very own Zach Strickland. So that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. So, congratulations, Jeff Ostrom, uh, on on winning a Sonos home entertainment system. Having one of those makes you not even want to leave the house.
1: It, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Know, it's it's right. one of a few things that will keep you home.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so so once again, this is Put That Coffee Down. It's a freight sales show. Uh, we do this live every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch it on tv.freightwaves.com. You can also catch it uh, live streamed on LinkedIn, and you can download the audio on podcasts you know freight cats uh, or put that coffee down we have two channels uh, for that freightcast gives you all, the entire library all Duner stuff all Vincent stuff Strickland Anthony Smith it gives you, you all that plus these live segments right here and uh, next Tuesday it's Justin oglesby from convergencely we're going to be talking about setting appointments so catch us next Tuesday at 12 p.m I got friends on- Cause is expensive. Yeah, yeah. I got expensive, is expensive. I've been getting out of the water And I've, I've
3: been shutting stars.